Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Brunch and Slay podcast. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay. It's another beautiful day. Happy Tuesday to you or whatever day now because you guys can binge watch. Yay, we officially have enough episodes to binge. So I hope that you are binging. Whatever day this may be, may it be plentiful and full of joy and laughter for you. Thank you for tuning in. If you are a return guest and a return listener, thank you. I'm so happy to have you back. I hope that you have had great things happen in your life since the last time you tuned in. If this is your first time listening, thank you for supporting the show and giving us a try. I do believe that you will enjoy what you hear and you will want more. And like I said, thankfully, you can go ahead and binge. And if you really like what you're doing and you're feeling above and beyond and feel like a true go-getter, which I know you are, go ahead and share this episode on your social media platforms, whichever one that you love the most. We're on all of them and tag Brunch and Slate so that we can give you a proper thank you. So y'all know I love innovative go-getter women. I swear it's like a drug for me. If I have a week where I don't meet one or talk to one, I go through withdrawal. And this week is not any different. We have a true powerhouse. She is a yoga instructor. She is a mental health advocate, the owner of Republic Aerial Yoga in Houston. And y'all, she's an inventor. And I know y'all gonna want to know more about it. So let's welcome to the show, Miss Amanda Field. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Amira. (laughs) So nice (laughs) to be on the show. It's so nice to have you, man. So, okay. You are one of those kind of women who I can already tell is a boss and just looking at your social media (laughs) profile and seeing all your photos, it's like the Zen chick, but you know, Amanda's tatted. So I know she's got a little, a little edge to her and she's a person who's not worried about what other people think, which already just, I'm sizing you up. Right. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you're, you're pretty on point with, with all of those comments. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so you have a business that's been thriving in Houston for a while, and you are in the middle of a rebrand. And it's such a unique uh, spin that you've put on your business. So I'd love to talk about, number one, how you started out in, in yoga, and then we'll dive into the rest. Sure. Yeah, that sounds like a good point to spring off on. So I started off in yoga. Actually, the first class I ever went to, I was probably nine or 10. And I just went because my mom took me with her. Um, So I got exposed to yoga at an early age. And I came back to yoga in my early 20s when I had a high stress job and was kind of living um, a a pretty toxic lifestyle. And I ended up starting with hot yoga and I and I fell in love with it and I did it gosh sometimes twice a day and uh one day the owner of the studio came up to me and he said hey we would really like for you to take the training and teach some of these classes and I just laughed and I was like no I'm not I'm not interested and he said well if you take the training um 
you'll get free yoga. (laughs) Magic words. What? What? (laughs) Well, because, you know, 12 years ago, a membership at a yoga studio was $140. You know, that's, that's substantially more than what is being charged in the industry today. And I was a lot younger and I had definitely less income, but I still managed to find the money to, to take care of that part of my life because it was that intrinsic to my mental and physical well-being. Like I knew it without a doubt. So I ended up doing the training and uh, I started teaching because I wanted to, to get access to free. <laughs> I never wanted to be a teacher. I still to this day, it cracks me up. That's how my path started. Um, and then kind of the rest is just unfolded naturally through meeting other amazing people and wanting to further my my knowledge around the practice and then sustaining um, kind of some, I want to say injuries, but life experiences really that compelled me into other points of growth and shifts in how I practice and how I approach practice. So that's kind of how I got started. Thank you for sharing that. And I really want to know, you know, a lot of times, and especially me, when I'm into something, I'm really into it and it feels something for me. So what is yoga to you? Like what, why, what was it about yoga that made you want to do that twice a day and find that $140? What drew you to it? What is it? Oh gosh, there's so many reasons why I love yoga, but I think that what practicing daily taught me was that I'm worth it and that I deserve time for myself and that when I make the time for myself and I do my practice, I'm always able to work through a healthier space, making smarter choices, um, being more aware and conscious of my behaviors and the opportunities that present themselves to me. And really, honestly, I was just having a conversation with my friend about this the other day. But to get off your phone for an hour to go to a yoga class, that's not unreasonable, right? Yet somehow we managed to make an excuse to not have the time to take care of ourselves. And the the other day I was like, I got to get to yoga or someone's going to get hurt. (laughs) I was like having such a stressful day. I'm like, I'm just going to go to practice. I'll be fine. And I turned my phone off for an hour. And when I turned my phone back on, I had missed a whole lot of stuff that had I been available, I would have dealt with. And I, and what I realized was that during that period of time when I was unavailable, those people figured out how to solve their issue on their own. They didn't even need to reach out to me or involve me. And so by simply taking the time to acknowledge what I need for myself and to care for myself and that hour of having that practice, by being there on my mat, I avoided a whole lot of unnecessary stuff that I would have had to deal with had I made myself available if I continue to function on this threshold of, of working and building and and trying to achieve and so I just I laughed really hard when I told my friend that she's like yeah that's happened to me a few times too or you, you just show up to practice and stuff that you would have had to reconcile or deal with works out on its own because you were unavailable Wow, you just said a whole lot in that statement. We as women tend to think that we are the only people who can fix things, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And yep. just 
stepping away and you said so much one you're worth it that was the thing that just resonated with me you you're worth it two it's a practice a lot of times we think and i and i use this because i am not very good at yoga it's something i do enjoy and i'm working that's that's a path that is going to take more for me uh but it's the same way with my meditation when i first started it was so difficult and so challenging but it is a practice and the moment i realized that it's a practice that means just like i used to, when i was a kid i played the clarinet I cannot lie and say I got really good at it, but I played it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did. I can, play I can read. I can read the sheet music and play the piano, but you certainly don't want me to play for you and your family. That's no. <laughs> exactly, but it's a practice. The more you practice, the better you are at it. You know, and I think those are great things that you just said, and I think any woman can relate to that. Carving out that time, no matter what that thing is that lights you up. And making that time for yourself and being unapologetic and unplugging to do so. That that's we could stop the show right now. You just educated the whole <laughs> educated the whole audience. And that's I, 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 the reason it really resonates with me is because we have different folks on the show and we hear these same messages in different words. And that means that yes, we're ma'am. on the right path. That means that we are doing something that people need to hear. So your journey is different also because you had a brand, you had a studio and you decided to rebrand it and start over and, and from not over, but to a different perspective. And that's something that I think a lot of people are intimidated by. So I would love to get a little bit more about what brought you to that. What brought you to changing your name and rebranding your logo and, you know, changing your studio. What was that catalyst? If you can share that and what kept you going? Cause I'm sure it's been a challenge. Yeah. Um, I would love to talk more about that because I, when I, when I announced to my inner circle that I was shifting, <laughs> I got so much negative feedback. I was surprised at how much negative feedback I got. Cause usually I have a team of uh, really supportive inner circle um, people and I, I knew it was the right thing to do because I had done the market research on the other types of, of studios in my area, in my city, in my neighborhood, and I knew that no one else was marketing their studio the way that I could be marketing my studio, which would carve out uh, a very visible space for me that I hadn't been as visible in before. And so I ended up changing the brand and having a bunch of my, like I said, my inner circle say, well, you're going to lose all of the beginners and all of your loyal clients. And it was actually just the opposite. It brought a lot more curiosity from the loyal clients that I had who hadn't expressed an interest in wanting to try um, aerial yoga. We rebranded as an aerial yoga studio, which is uh, also known as anti-gravity yoga. Um, and so I ended up having this really unique opportunity to educate my existing customers around the perks and the benefits of aerial yoga and, and why I would shift from calling the studio one thing to another. And it also brought me a whole new demographic of practitioners, of people who were solely only interested in trying aerial yoga, which is this really beautiful dramatic and inspiring practice where you're essentially um, hanging from the ceiling and letting gravity do all the work for you. Uh, I was really blessed to have a a friend of mine 
redesign the logo, she contacted me and she said, hey, I love you. I want to contribute to what you're doing. Here's a logo redesign. And I looked at the logo and initially I didn't like it because it was, there are some factors in the logo that just, there was some color usage that I didn't like and it wasn't inclusive enough in my mind. And so I, I sat on it. I looked at it for about two weeks and I called my friend and we went out and had tacos. This is how I conduct all important meetings over tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the people at Taco Deli in Houston know me by my name. But uh, so we sat over tacos and I said, you know, I, I see the value in your logo now. And this is what you do for a living. And um, I'm going to use it. And thank you. And she said, you, you really need to know when you have a team behind you and when you're dealing with someone who specializes in something you know, it's okay to trust in their judgment. And that's when I really put it all together. And in my mind, I just knew that I needed to rely more on my professional business connections and research and less on, you know, feedback from my inner circle and opinions. And I, and I move very confidently through with the rebrand and it has been nothing but beneficial and successful since I did that. So kind of long and meandering uh, way back to how I, how I came to terms with the rebranding and some of the obstacles. Um, I think maybe like the one piece of advice I would give to anyone going through a rebrand is everything is data. Like it's all data. You can't attach any emotion to the information you're getting. And there are going to be certain people who are good sources. You know who your good sources are. And when a good, a good source gives you feedback, that's the kind of data that you look at two or three times. And that's what I did. And that's how the rebrand came about successfully. Man, so uh, once again, nuggets, nuggets, nuggets. So you did the homework. Number one, you didn't just jump and say, I had a dream. I'm jumping into this. <laughs> you did the homework and you knew that there was opportunity and you saw the areas where you weren't shining. And you knew that there, there had to be something that, that out there to make you reach the goals and reach what you knew you were capable and your business was capable of doing. Man, that's a lot. And then I love that you share that you shared your vision with your friends and they shit on it. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they, I don't think they realized that they did, you know, like, I think they were really worried that I was going to lose what I had grown. Mm -hmm. It was all, it was all out of, out of a loving fear for me. And like, I'm a business owner and, and I'm a, and I'm a female and I'm a solo entrepreneur and, I've, I've already failed however many times, like you don't need to be worried about, you don't need to have fear around me failing because it's happened and it's probably going to happen again. What I need is support. That's right. I don't right. need your, your fear. I, I need your support. I need your advocacy. I need you to listen if I need someone to talk to. There's a lot of ways to be supportive of your small business owners without, um, crapping on their ideas. <laughs> right. And not only that, typically you can't, I always say you can't share everything with everybody. It's very, and you said it in so many words, you cannot share your entrepreneur dreams and woes with people who still work in areas where they rely on that biweekly because they will never understand the yearning or the 
faith activation that comes into play when you execute surviving on your own and earning your own living. There's no way to translate that. There really isn't. They have the best intentions. It's just like a parent. Maybe they're telling you, hey, go to college and become an accountant. That's a good steady job. But in your heart, you know that you are the world's best piano player. And you mm-hmm. know that that's what you have to do. Your mom is not going to understand that. There's nothing you can say <laughs> to make her understand that. Uh, and, and I think that you shine a light on that. There's people who experience that all the time with even small. And that's how your dreams get killed. A, a, a person who's not as strong as you would have heard that and totally went back into their little shell or their cave mm-hmm. and not activated their faith and step out and walk in their purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's so much. <laughs> that's, that's a true lesson, you know? Wow. I'm, thankf- I'm really thankful it happened. Uh, I'm not saying that I make lists, but uh, I, I, I'm kind of an elephant when it comes to experiences. I think that's how I managed to survive and get as far as I've gotten. But I now know who I wouldn't divulge certain pieces of information and inspiration <laughs> that I have with. Right. Because, you learn quickly. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm here to help others and I'm not looking for anyone to dim my light. And when I, when I realize who those people are, whether or not they're aware of it, like they, they definitely, um, I acknowledge that and I move them accordingly. <laughs> and it's no, and, and notice she's not saying that she's done with those friendships. I think that's something I keep driving home because that doesn't mean that those aren't your friends. They just don't understand. And they, they like you said, they were coming from a good place, but there's n- nothing that you can do to stop something that's meant to be number one. And number two, you just learn, okay, don't share that with them. Tell them when it's done. Invite them to the grand opening. <laughs> you just do not bring them in, you know, in the, uh, on, the, on the fourth ground, on the forefront. You don't let those folks in. I mean, have you ever been derailed by someone that you cared about's negativity? Because I know I have. I mean, when you get ahead and you work so hard, I think as, as entrepreneurs and females, we work harder than, than most. Um, you have to be aware when you're giving your energy to someone and you're, and you're asking them to be responsible for your emotional well-being and validate you. If they derail you, you have no one to blame but yourself. And I had that experience. I've had that experience two times in my life. And now I fight it. Whenever I see it coming, I'm like, nope, uh-uh. back up slowly, move away. Like there will be no derailing. I'm not going to let you influence my energy. You know, I don't, I don't have to, um, I don't have to entertain those people and I don't have to cut them off either. In yoga, we practice pausing and being reflective and breathing. And so for me with people who I find to have be, be challenged by in this life, I just think of it as like a pause. Like I'm just, I'm putting some space and some time on that person. And I'll, and I'll come back to it when the timing is right. And I usually trust the universe usually shows me what that, what that position is. So, This episode was produced and edited by S1G1 Productions. There's a place that shines a light on women who operate in excellence. A place that creates experiences for women and partners with entrepreneurs and businesses and brands who value your dollars. That place is brunchandslay.com. It's experiences you love, connections you crave, and content that inspires. 
brunchandslay.com. We're building something. And now back to Brunch and Slay. But you said another huge nugget when you try to find validation in someone else. It will never end well. <laughs> it will you, need to get, you need to get a mirror. You need to get a really beautiful mirror and you need to write some lovely notes to yourself on it because that's the only person who's ever going to say anything nice to you. And that's like a reality that I think we all need to have you know I have a a giant mirror in my bathroom and um we had a a lady come through last week to help us get our apartment clean and I I laughed I saw my roommate I was like I gotta wipe out all of my positive messages off my mirror because the lady's (laughs) gonna think I'm a nutball and so I got I started a new journal with all of my quotes and notes to myself on my mirror but we should be allowed to to talk positively to ourselves and I don't think that we should it should be frowned upon when we say you know this is what I need to say to myself right now and this is what I need to do and I need I need y'all to respect that because if you can't do it for yourself how are you going to do it for others I agree so you guys heard me talk a little bit at the beginning of the show about Amanda being an inventor Amanda has invented this really cool yoga aid or tool called the yoga triangle. I have to know how this idea came to be. And first tell them what it is, because for those who don't practice, you hear this. And when I first read yoga triangle, I thought it was an event. <laughs> I thought, yeah, that's awesome. Yoga triangle that sounds like a fun event, right? Yeah. <laughs> so tell everybody what the yoga triangle is. Sure. Yeah. Um, so there is a thing it's called a triangle <laughs> and um, this is a triangle based product so it's shaped like a triangle and it's used as a prop in yoga um, the standard prop that a lot of people see in yoga is a block and it's a rectangle um, and so if you have if you can visualize uh, a yoga mat and the and that rectangular thing that's usually nearby or in a yoga studio, those are blocks. They're usually made out of a medium to high density foam, and they're used to provide stability and to make the floor come up to you or to give you something to press down into. Um, typically, they're, they're referred to as modifications that a lot of people use props in yoga. So the triangle, is similar to the block. It is a block, but it's a triangular shaped block. Um, And it's got a lot of really innovative and uh, creative ways that it can be used more than the design of a block. Um, And additionally, it's just a fun prop to use if you're the kind of person like building things or that's a natural problem solver, you're going to gravitate towards this product um, on if you practice yoga and you've used props before. You're going, to, you're going to see immediately how useful it is. And if you are new to practicing yoga, this is a really interesting phenomena that I've discovered as I collect. I've just been collecting data, right? Like I said earlier, all data. I just take it all in. I consider the source. I might look at it two or three times, but I see these recurring patterns, these recurring statements from people who are new to yoga, and they say, I like the triangle because it's easy to grab. 
Hmm. Like it's like an impulse buy at like the counter, you know, like, you know, you shouldn't get those Cadbury eggs at the corner store, but they're right there. <laughs> and it's like right around, you know, Easter. And so treat yourself, right? Like it's kind of like an impulse buy only it's actually good for you. Um, and so for people who have been conditioned to think that props are for people who are deficient or not good at practicing yoga, this is really redirecting and changing the language around the skill set required to do yoga. Because like you said, Amira, at the beginning of our conversation, you have to practice in order to be good. And I got, I got news for you. I don't know if I'm ever going to be good at doing yoga, but I am good at sharing my experience. Mm. And I like sharing my experience. And I'm an advocate that, that we share our experiences as you are. And so for, for a lot of people who are new to the practice, any kind of tool that makes the experience more accessible from, from where I'm sitting is a, is a lovely thing to have. And it should be encouraged because inclusion and accessibility, like people throw these terms around, but, but seeing it actually in practice is a different thing. Well, 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 yes, it is. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a triangle shaped block and uh, it's really great for yoga. And let's see, how did it come into existence? That was the other question you had asked me. Uh, I needed, I needed one. So I made one. That's how it came into existence. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand why this teacher is asking me to put a rectangular shaped block behind a triangular shaped gap behind my knee. This doesn't make any sense to me. Why don't we have a triangular shaped block? And so I got a block and I sliced it in half with a knife and it, it was, you know, a very poor first working prototype. <laughs> but uh, it worked. <laughs> and then, but it, it, it gave me some more creative juice to play and explore. And then, um, after that, I just, I had a friend uh, do some AutoCAD designs for me, and I began to actively look for manufacturing, and uh, went through all of that process as well. So um, I had it made because I needed it for my practice, because I have a lot of special needs, um, and it turns out that people really love it. Yeah. And once again, there's a need, and you seek a way to fulfill that need. And then in the process, you're able to help people realize that they have needs too that haven't been fulfilled. And that's the beautiful thing that I've learned the most after, since starting Brunch and Slay is that we all have these very unique journeys that have common threads. Um, and I do believe that our journeys and oftentimes everybody, in my opinion, has some part of their journey that is meant to either inspire or connect with other people. I do believe that the more I listen to people tell their stories, the more I connect with people, the more I realize that there is a thread, you know, there is a link to your destiny, to your vibe, to whatever it is that you're called here to do. I do believe if you just listen and figure that out, if you start on it, it will lead you to the path that will help other people, whatever those people are. I'm not saying you're going to be the president or own a billion dollar company, but I do believe it will connect you with people to inspire and to help them live their best life. I, I definitely believe that now. I, I agree with you. I think that uh, being in service is, um, is the key to really living, um, living out your passion and your existence. I think for me, being in service has always been um, 
a catalyst for me to uncover and learn learn more about myself and my contributions and you know the the way I want to make an impression in this world and who I can help along the way um you know we're all here this is a pretty pretty tough human existence and to to find your passion and to find a community and a network that you can do your work in is truly a blessing and some some of us spend our entire lives you know struggling with that concept and looking for that community so when you when you tap into it i think that's also just the beginning of like wow Oh, there's so much that we can do when you realize that we are connected like you were talking about there's so much more we can accomplish together yes yes so finish this sentence for me if they knew <laughs> that's a good one if they knew they would be surprised I would say they would be surprised if they knew that we all had the same struggles, if they knew that they weren't alone in their experiences, if they knew that someone else could relate to their situation and their experience, they would be surprised. I think in a good way. I think so too. Now finish this one. This is my... This is my passion. This is my contribution. This is my my motivation. And that is to help others feel better and to find a space to do the work that they need to do to grow and to live a, a happy, pain-free existence with their fellow human beings. Mm. So one of the things that we do here on the show is we like to pour back into those folks who share of themselves and come here and you're very vulnerable and you're sharing your baby with us. So we want to support you. What good vibes or prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey? Gosh, you know, just uh, allowing me to be on the show and to, to talk about my experiences has been a real blessing. Um, organizing my thoughts around the growth and the progress of what I've been doing. Uh, also really a wonderful experience for me. If you guys wanted to share some love going to the yoga triangle.com, that's the website for the yoga triangle. Even just clicking on the site is really helpful. We, right. <laughs> yeah. We spend so much energy on search engine optimization. We just got ranked by Google. So we actually come up on the first page search, which like, Woo, that was yes congratulations <laughs> thank you yeah um and also it would be really helpful too because um gosh i wasn't gonna say this but i guess i am i already have copycats out there <laughs> people mm -hmm. that are ripping off my design um and i do have uh protection on the design but that's that doesn't necessarily prevent people from creating it even slightly different so um you know giving going to the site and clicking on the site is really helpful. And, you know, if you see someone buying a knockoff product, like redirecting them back to the, the original product, the yoga triangle.com would be great. Um, and if you're ever in Houston or you want to just look at some really like inspiring, awesome images, 
you can go to republicarealyoga.com. That's our studio. We're located in the Houston Arts District, um, which is really amazing. We're surrounded by this beautiful art and over 650 active and creating artists. They, they are in our backyard. They are our neighbors. They come to yoga. They, they make the community so colorful and amazing. And I don't know if you knew this, Amira, but the Houston Yoga District is the largest and most active collection of artists in the USA. It puts Houston on the map. Oh, wow. Bigger than, bigger, bigger than New York. I didn't know. I found this out earlier this year. So um, cool neighborhood, uh, republicarealyoga.com for the studio, the yogatriangle.com for the props. And uh, our Instagrams, respectively, the same at the Yoga Triangle at RepublicAerialYoga.com. And let's see, if you want to connect with me personally, or you have an interest in, you know, having um, a lesson with the Yoga Triangle or working with me privately, I do. I have a lot of private clients because I have had all of these experiences that I've lived through. Uh, amandafieldyoga.com is my personal brand where you can book private lessons and read my blog and my thoughts about yoga and uh yeah i think that's those are all the spots thank you for for letting me shout that out oh of course now one thing we didn't cover i want you guys to know it at uh republic area yoga it's not just area yoga so oh yeah yeah so <laughs> i want you guys to know that you it's not she's not a one-trick pony first of all <laughs> in case you haven't figured that out. There are multiple things that you can do. So just name off a couple of other other practices that you guys have for those folks who are just looking. And and I know the Houstonians who are listening to this are going to dive in because they are open-minded. They love the arts. They love good photo ops and they love trying new things. So tell them a little bit about a couple of the other services that you guys offer. I would absolutely love to. I'm so glad you caught that. So my vision for the studio has always been to appeal to the beginners and to support beginners because and this goes back to a philosophy that I think you're going to really love and maybe you've heard it before it's called the beginner's mindset um, and it's like an old quote my grandma used to say you don't know what you don't know right mm-hmm. a beginner is a completely blank slate and and the potential for what you can do with a blank slate is limited only by your own vastness or or lack of vastness. So I really love supporting beginners because uh, I feel like we all have this limitless potential. And if we're put in the light and we're supported, we can grow. If we're put in the darkness and not supported, we're not going to grow. And I just I just love supporting beginners. So we are Houston's premier beginner yoga studio. We offer primarily hatha-based yoga, which is kind of the granddaddy of all yogas. Sounds kind of like a scary word, H-A-T-H-A, hatha yoga. Um, And it's more of a slower static practice. It's not a sun salutation-based practice. Thank God. I was not not validating or verifying that I agree with you by that. But I, I really believe that if you're going to learn how to do the practice, that it should be presented in a way that is very slow and intentional. And so for me, being able to cultivate the vision and adhere to kind of the standard, that means that we, we offer that level of practice. So we, we work with beginners. 
We have Hatha yoga classes. I highly recommend if you're a beginner that you take five Hatha yoga classes before you take any of the flow classes. We also have flow yoga, uh, which is the vinyasa yoga that I spoke to recently. And then we have uh, aerial yoga as well. And we have uh, beginner level aerial yoga classes. So if you think you can't do it, I'm, I'm here to tell you, you can. Uh, we we can lift and lower the system from the floor to the ceiling. All of our beginner classes start on the ground. So you might not even go into the air until your fifth or sixth class. Uh, we wanna ensure that everyone understands how the system works and that they treat the hammock with respect and that they acknowledge and respect their bodies along the way. And we maintain a very safe environment. Uh, we also have restorative and yin yoga classes, which are going to be more of the really meditative and therapeutic yogas where we stay close to the ground and you are integrating props. So in those classes, you will absolutely be using the yoga triangle and learning how to uh, enhance and do uh, faster releases for the neck and shoulders and the back and correcting for any kind of interesting posture that your body has those muscle memories your body has absorbed from sitting in front of a desk or any of the things that our modern uh, culture asks of our bodies. So we have a really great offering and we also really spotlight and do a ton of private parties. So we have private aerial parties for weddings, for birthdays, for bachelorette parties, um, for team building, for offices, corporate events. Uh, our studio, the new studio that we're opening has two separate rooms, both outfitted for aerial, and we are open for workshops, studio rentals, photo shoots, pop-up events, and um, private work in those two spaces every Saturday and Sunday after 2 p.m. So we have a pretty amazing venue. We have a beautiful view of the downtown skyline, and we have over 50 parking places on the property. So. Uh, and that might not seem like a lot. I don't know how it is up where you're at, but having parking and having a really great view and having ease of entry and exit is becoming a bit of a scarcity in Houston. Yes, so I'm it is. super it's excited. Like 50 parking. I'm like, in Houston? Yes. Y'all better jump on that. Yeah. 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 It's super convenient. Um, I actually get more excited about the parking lot every time I see it because <laughs> Houston's just growing so quickly and there's a lot of traffic and congestion. So to have that ease of entry and exit is critical. Like there's nothing worse than trying to get to yoga class and having anxiety about getting there because you're sitting in traffic and then getting there and really realizing there's nowhere to park and then getting parked and then showing up like a minute late. You're just like a giant anxious stress ball by the time you walk into class. And so I was really trying to remediate and prevent that from happening for any of our uh, future clients. No, that's amazing. Well, I mean, you guys see that Amanda is no different than you or me, and she is out here living her dreams and connecting and really putting true intentions. I told y'all that my focus for this year was to choose with intention. And just this whole conversation is just confirmation of that because everything we talked about was about your intentional choosing and your intentional data gathering and your intentional building of your brand. And that speaks volumes to me and my spirit about how you have to do it the right way and take as long as it takes and do whatever you need to do. So I cannot thank you enough for sharing your story, your journey, and your brand with us today, Amanda. Thank you for being on the show. Amira, thank you so much. It was a real pleasure. 
All right, guys. So if you enjoy today's show as much as I enjoy chatting with Amanda and getting getting my push that I need, uh, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't done so already. And of course, if you have not yet rated or reviewed the show, I'm going to ask that you do so if you're not driving. And if you are driving, just keep saying it out loud until you park. And that way you remember. So guys, you know, if it, it, you know, we cannot do this alone, but what I do want you to remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm Amira and this is Brunch and Slay. Bye.